Good morning on this Friday morning, and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you've been joining us in the past few days, we've been talking about Jesus when he was approached by the elders and Pharisees, and he was asked the questions, uh, how or who gave him the authority and uh, to do the things that he, he, he did. And basically, Jesus had said, uh, if you answer my question, I'll answer yours. And uh, we took a small tangent and said we were going to talk about authority a little bit. The definition of that word, uh, authority, it's the Greek word exousia. It means authority, which most of us are aware of. Also, ability and uh, capacity. Ability, so it's a combination of those two things, ability and uh, the capacity of an individual. It's uh, the Greek word metron, uh, to measure, a measure of something. And then we have uh, the word privilege as heirs of the kingdom of God. We're privileged to certain rights uh, in the kingdom. It also means force, capacity, freedom, competency, mastery, token of control, delegated influence, and jurisdiction and right. And of course, all of these things we're familiar with in our day and age when we talk about the law, when we talk about judges, uh, the judicial system and things like that, uh, who has jurisdiction jurisdiction over what, uh, delegated authority, and of course, rights. We all have to do is just mention the Bill of Rights and that is something that pertains to the U.S. The Bill of Rights does not pertain uh, to other countries. It pertains to the U.S. and those that are under its jurisdiction or covering. Now, something we want to look at is delegated authority or influence. And uh, we were mentioning yesterday that in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 15, that Jesus gave a parable concerning this individual. And uh, it says in verse 25, in verse 15, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one. And every man according to his several ability, and straightaway took his journey. The word ability there that is used in Matthew uh, twenty five fifteen is the word is the word uh, dunamis, which is uh, a power or miracle working power. It's not the same word as exousia, which is authority. So here we see that the talents were given based on the ability, the power that an individual had. His ability to be able to do something or accomplish something. And then, of course, we had said an individual uh, can have uh, a certain amount of ability. And if he has very little capacity, then he will only reach so far. But if his capacity and ability are in a higher rating, then he will accomplish a lot more. Now... We're going to go back to delegated authority. In the book of Luke, in chapter 9, we have the story of Jesus delegating authority to his 12 disciples. 
Starting in verse number 1, it says, Then he called his twelve disciples together, and he gave them power, this is dunamis, and authority, this is exousia. To show a distinction, Jesus said, Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with the Holy Spirit, power from on high. And the word their power uh, is actually the word dunamis. Well, in Acts chapter 1, in verse number 8, it says, And uh, when the Holy Spirit came, they, were, they received power. They literally were uh, endued with the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And of course, Jesus had told them, that you know they were going to be needing this in order to accomplish a supernatural work that was not going to be something that is learned out of educational systems or schools but it was going to be taught by the holy spirit himself and it says he also gave them authority that's the word exousia and we got that one from Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 when Jesus tells them that all authority has been given unto me all exousia, all authority in heaven and on earth. So Jesus delegates to them and gives them power and authority. And this is what it was over. This was what they were to do. And it says, over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So, Cast out devils, preach the kingdom, and heal the sick. And he said unto them, Take nothing for your journey, neither staves, nor scrip, neither bread, nor money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatever house you enter into, there abide, and thence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, uh, go ye out of the city, shake the very dust uh, from your feet, as a testimony against them. And they departed and went throughout the towns, preaching the gospel, which was the delegated authority, and healing everywhere. Now, the story doesn't end there. The story continues because something is going to happen when they come back. And of course, they come back telling Jesus in chapter 10 that even the demons were subjected unto them. But in the book of Luke in chapter 10, verse 1, this time it's not just 12, but it's 70 that he delegates authority to. And it says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and every place where he himself would go. And of course, Jesus talks about the harvest being great. And uh, just like the first group, he says, uh, Neither carry purse, nor script, nor shoes. Uh, salute no man, by the way. It says, uh, And into uh, who, whatsoever house you enter first, say peace unto this house. And if the son of, if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it, and if not, it shall return unto you. And of course, uh, the scripture continues, and it says in verse number 9 and 10, Heal the sick that are therein. Say unto them, The kingdom of God is come unto you. But 
into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not. Go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth to us, we will wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. And then, of course, Jesus explains what was going to happen at Judgment Day. And the 70 returned back in verse 17. And it says, with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Remember, Jesus has been given a name that is above all names. He gives the great commission to go into all the world. Because he's been given authority and he delegates it to the church, the body of Jesus Christ. He delegates it to his body. They are to go and in order to heal the sick does not mean to take them to a doctor. But he was talking about praying the prayer of faith. We're talking about the supernatural. This does not mean that you don't go to a doctor. This does not mean that you don't take medicine. This does not mean that you get medical attention if you need it. But what he sent them to do was there was no doctor there was no healing aside from you can't cast out a devil with a bottle of pills a devil has to be cast out supernaturally by the power of the holy spirit and the scripture says in verse number 18 and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven and behold i give unto you exousia to thread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy, all his power, and nothing by shall any means hurt you. So here we see that the 12 were delegated authority. The 70 are delegated authority. The body of Christ is delegated authority. That authority is in the name of Jesus. It is the name that the very demons The very devil subjected themselves. In other words, the very mention of that name when spoken in faith is more than enough for the devils to have to obey and be subject to that name. And then, of course, uh, Jesus told them, as long as you have this vested authority upon you, you... You can walk on serpents and scorpions and over all, not partial, but all the power of the enemy. And nothing by shall any means uh, hurt you. Notwithstanding this, in verse 20, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So, of course, that's uh, another another story there uh, to study at another time. But here is what we need to understand when it comes to delegated authority and power and when it comes to uh, having that working in our lives and capacity. Look at what 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 11 says. If any man speak, well you can't speak about the kingdom unless you're actually speaking. If any man speak as the oracles of God, If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Notice, your ability to do what you do for the kingdom of God is not your natural ability. It is the ability that he gives. 
The kingdom of God is a supernatural kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom. Therefore, the tools, the methods, the means that are given have got to be spiritual. Yes, we're going to use natural means, but the final product has got to be that which the Holy Spirit himself gives the final stamp of approval and result. Because on Judgment Day, anything that is done apart from the Holy Spirit and His power and His directive in our lives, when it passes through the test of fire, it's just going to be ashes. So the only things that will remain are the things that were done in the complete fullness of the will of God, having been led by the Holy Spirit of the living God to do these things. So if we're speaking for Him, or if we're ministering, whether it's ministering to the homeless, ministering to the sick, ministering to, uh, uh, let's say, the widows or the orphans, or ministering to the hungry or the leopards, whatever we're doing... Do it according to the ability that God gives. It has to be the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. This way we can't take the credit and boast that this was my See, my, my two Harvard degrees or my uh, three uh, PhDs or whatever, uh, you know, they enabled, you know, education is good. But education cannot ever replace the power, the work, and the ability of the Holy Spirit in the life of the body of Christ, the church. It has to understand that. God gives the ability. He enables us. He enables us to be able to minister on His behalf. And remember, it has to be a word that is spoken at the right time, at the right place, to the right people, for the right purpose. The only one that can get it that exact and that great and that perfect is the Holy Spirit. We have to understand He is a person that wants to share with us the most intimate secrets of the kingdom of God, but we have to have a relationship that is flowing and built so that we can learn from Him. Just as the disciples learned from Jesus, we learn from the Holy Spirit that has been sent, so that whatsoever He heareth Jesus speak or say, those are the things that He will say and speak unto us. The Master continues teaching through the Holy Spirit unto our lives. Even when it comes to giving, in Acts 11.29, it says, Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. What abilities has God placed in your life and are we using it or using them? Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming soon. And I am glad that he is. Because this world has nothing that we want or should desire but his presence. And that is it. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Good morning on this Friday morning. And welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. 
If you've been joining us in the past few days, we've been talking about Jesus when he was approached by the elders and Pharisees, and he was asked the questions, uh, how or who gave him the authority and uh, to do the things that he, he, he did. And basically, Jesus had said, uh, if you answer my question, I'll answer yours. And uh, we took a small tangent and said we were going to talk about authority a little bit. The definition of that word, uh, authority, it's the Greek word exousia. It means authority, which most of us are aware of. Also, ability and uh, capacity. Ability, so it's a combination of those two things, ability and uh, the capacity of an individual. It's uh, the Greek word metron, uh, to measure, a measure of something. And then we have uh, the word privilege as heirs of the kingdom of God. We're privileged to certain rights uh, in the kingdom. It also means force, capacity, freedom. Competency, mastery, token of control, delegated influence, and jurisdiction and right. And of course, all of these things we're familiar with in our day and age when we talk about the law, when we talk about judges, uh, the judicial system and things like that, uh, who has jurisdiction jurisdiction over what, uh, delegated authority, and of course, rights. We all have to do is just mention the Bill of Rights and that is something that pertains to the U.S. The Bill of Rights does not pertain uh, to other countries. It pertains to the U.S. and those that are under its jurisdiction or covering. Now, something we want to look at is delegated authority or influence. And uh, we were mentioning yesterday that in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 15, that Jesus gave a parable concerning this individual. And uh, it says in verse 25, in verse 15, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to another one. And every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. The word ability there that is used in Matthew uh, twenty-five fifteen is the word is the word uh, dunamis, which is uh, a power or miracle working power. It's not the same word as exousia, which is authority. So here we see that the talents were given based on the ability, the power that an individual had. His ability to be able to do something or accomplish something. And then, of course, we had said an individual uh, can have uh, a certain amount of ability. And if he has very little capacity, then he will only reach so far. But if his capacity and ability are in a higher rating, then he will accomplish a lot more. Now... We're going to go back to delegated authority. In the book of Luke, in chapter 9, we have the story of Jesus delegating authority to his 12 disciples. Starting in verse number 1, it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together 
And he gave them power. This is dunamis. And authority. This is exousia. To show a distinction, Jesus said, Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with the Holy Spirit. Power from on high. And the word there, power, uh, is actually the word dunamis. Well, in Acts chapter 1, in verse number 8, it says, and uh, when the Holy Spirit came, they were they received power. They literally were uh, endued with the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And of course, Jesus had told them that you know they were going to be needing this in order to accomplish a supernatural work that was not going to be something that is learned out of educational systems or schools, but it was going to be taught by the Holy Spirit himself. And it says he also gave them authority. That's the word exousia. And we got that one from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, when Jesus tells them that all authority has been given unto me, all exousia, all authority in heaven and on earth. So Jesus delegates to them and gives them power and authority. And this is what it was over. This was what they were to do. And it says, over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So, cast out devils, preach the kingdom, and heal the sick. And he said unto them, take nothing for your journey, neither staves, nor scrip, neither bread, nor money, neither have two coats apiece. And whatever house you enter into, there abide, and then depart. And whosoever will not receive you, uh, go ye out of the city, shake the very dust uh, from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went throughout the towns, preaching the gospel, which was the delegated authority, and healing everywhere. Now, the story doesn't end there. The story continues because something is going to happen when they come back. And of course, they come back telling Jesus in chapter 10 that even the demons were subjected unto them. But in the book of Luke in chapter 10, verse 1, this time it's not just 12, but it's 70 that he delegates authority to. And it says, After these things the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and every place where he himself would go. And of course, Jesus talks about the harvest being great. And uh, just like the first group, he says, uh, Neither carry purse, nor script, nor shoes. Uh, salute no man, by the way. It says, uh, And into uh, who, whatsoever house you enter first, say peace unto this house. And if the, son of, if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall return unto you. And of course, uh, the scripture continues. And it says in verse number 9 and 10, Heal the sick that are therein. Say unto them, The kingdom of God is come unto you. But into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets, 
of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth to us, we will wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. And then, of course, Jesus explains what was going to happen uh, at Judgment Day. And the 70 returned back in verse 17, and it says, <clears throat> with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Remember, Jesus has been given a name that is above all names. He gives the great commission to go into all the world because he's been given authority and he delegates it to the church, the body of Jesus Christ. He delegates it to his body. They are to go and in order to heal the sick does not mean to take them to a doctor. But he was talking about praying the prayer of faith. We're talking about the supernatural. This does not mean that you don't go to a doctor. This does not mean that you don't take medicine. This does not mean that you get medical attention if you need it. But what he sent them to do was there was no doctor. There was no healing aside from. You can't cast out a devil with a bottle of pills. A devil has to be cast out supernaturally by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says, in verse number 18, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, I give unto you exousia, to thread upon serpents and scorpions, and over all the dunamis of the enemy, all his power, and nothing by shall any means hurt you. So here we see, that the 12 were delegated authority. The 70 are delegated authority. The body of Christ is delegated authority. That authority is in the name of Jesus. It is the name that the very demons, the very devils subjected themselves. In other words, the very mention of that name when spoken in faith is more than enough for the devils to have to obey and be subject to that name. And then, of course, uh, Jesus told them, as long as you have this vested authority upon you, you, you can walk on serpents and scorpions and over all, not partial, but all the power of the enemy. And nothing by shall any means uh, hurt you. Notwithstanding this, in verse 20, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven so of course that's a another another story there uh to study at another time but here is what we need to understand when it comes to delegated authority and power and when it comes to uh having that working in our lives and capacity look at what first peter chapter 4 verse 11 says if any man speak well, you can't speak about the kingdom unless you're actually speaking. If any man speak as the oracles of God, if any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Notice, your ability to do what you do for the kingdom of God is not your natural ability. It is the ability that he gives. 
The kingdom of God is a supernatural kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom. Therefore, the tools, the methods, the means that are given have got to be spiritual. Yes, we're going to use natural means, but the final product has got to be that which the Holy Spirit himself gives the final stamp of approval and result. Because on Judgment Day, anything that is done apart from the Holy Spirit and His power and His directive in our lives, when it passes through the test of fire, it's just going to be ashes. So the only things that will remain are the things that were done in the complete fullness of the will of God, having been led by the Holy Spirit of the living God to do these things. So if we're speaking for Him, or if we're ministering, whether it's ministering to the homeless, ministering to the sick, ministering to, uh, uh, let's say, the widows or the orphans, or ministering to the hungry or the leopards, whatever we're doing... Do it according to the ability that God gives. It has to be the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. This way we can't take the credit and boast that this was my See, my, my two Harvard degrees or my uh, three uh, PhDs or whatever, uh, you know, they enabled, you know, education is good. But education cannot ever replace the power, the work, and the ability of the Holy Spirit in the life of the body of Christ, the church. It has to understand that. God gives the ability. He enables us. He enables us to be able to minister on His behalf. And remember, it has to be a word that is spoken at the right time, at the right place, to the right people, for the right purpose. The only one that can get it it that exact and that great and that perfect is the Holy Spirit. We have to understand He is a person that wants to share with us the most intimate secrets of the kingdom of God, but we have to have a relationship that is flowing and built so that we can learn from Him. Just as the disciples learned from Jesus, we learn from the Holy Spirit that has been sent, so that whatsoever He heareth Jesus speak or say, those are the things that He will say and speak unto us. The Master continues teaching through the Holy Spirit unto our lives. Even when it comes to giving, in Acts 11.29, it says, Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. What abilities has God placed in your life and are we using it or using them? Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Jesus is coming soon. And I am glad that he is. Because this world has nothing that we want or should desire but his presence. And that is it. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.